0: With
1: you tell me you
2: the time machine? There is no These aren't the droids. Get away from her, you bitch! Well, let me finish this, please. Game over! I only have one rule. Everyone fights. No one quits. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sunday Podcast, version 2.0. I'm your host, David S. Dawson. Joining me tonight for our discussion on Disney, all things Disney, Disney+, Plus, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, whatever you want, we can talk about it all. Uh, joining me is my sister, Teresa. What's up, guys? Our buddy, Mike Peterson. What's up? And the one and only, truly unique, Jordan Jacobo. You
3: said it, Chewy. Only that's not my last name, but that's fine. I'll let it
2: go.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, hi, guys.
1: How many different ways can you say his last name, David? Uh, Don't even tempt me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's (laughs) not. Butchering last names is kind of a a long, glorious pastime of mine. Oh, good. (laughs) Uh anyway, so we're going to talk about even Disney. Feel,
1: now he there's, doesn't even
0: feel special. <laughs> there's so much there's so this is not about Jordan, this is about Disney. Let's get to the point. That's
1: right, Disney. So there's
0: so much news that's come out of Disney uh this summer and and really today uh that I felt like it was a good time for us to have a chat about all things going on with Disney. Um let's start with the kind of positives Hey, Marvel like ruled the universe this summer. Yeah, right? completely. Uh 2.8 billion dollars with Endgame, over a billion dollars with uh Captain Marvel earlier in the year, the Sony and Disney Spider-Man movie over 1.1 billion dollars. Uh just absolutely dominated. Um and that that was the Marvel stuff. And then on top of that Disney's live action films, uh, Aladdin lion king uh they also crossed the billion dollar mark lion king at 1.6 and toy story 4 from pixar over a billion dollars as well i mean just a hell of a run for disney this year
1: this year uh, in four
0: months (laughs) a lot of that was in the last yeah a lot of that was in the last four months (laughs) Captain Marvel was earlier in the year, but yeah, (laughs) uh, a huge amount of money to make in the summer. Um, They really just dominated the box office over the summer. And our episode that we recorded earlier today, uh, we talked a lot about that. Uh, Jordan, did you know that the top six movies at the box office this year, five of those are Disney Marvel films, and one of them them is the Sony Disney (laughs) Marvel movie? (laughs) really I did not know that that is amazing top six movies about nine billion dollars in box office all coming from the house of mouse holy crap Marvel is killing it yeah it's kind of amazing Um, Marvel and Disney just and Pixar (laughs) I mean crazy Um, so it's a great summer uh, but towards the end of the summer um, we had a, a rush of like really amazing fun news with comic-con uh where they announced a lot of the disney plus stuff right um, no
1: they la- they announced that comic-con they announced a lot of the the some of the marvel well, it was stuff.
0: marvel phase four mm-hmm. it was
1: which, d23 where disney plus stuff came out
0: yeah but the but the first the first drops of stuff that we were going to see on disney plus that were marvel related came at comic-con before d23 so we yeah. found out the official, official word on Loki, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Wanda Vision, and the Eternals, right? uh, Hawkeye.
1: The Eternals, I thought it oh, was. Hawkeye. <laughs> it's a
0: movie. You're talking oh. about the movies. I'm talking about Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, and then on the movie side, it was The Eternals, it was Black Widow, it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. God, I love that title. Yeah. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Awesome title too. <laughs> love that title as well. Um, what was your biggest surprise uh, of the Marvel announcements at 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 Comic Con, guys? Like, what what really kind of caught you off guard? Ooh, it's I'm like trying a, to go. I'm like trying. Hold stomach. on.
1: I'm try, I'm trying to go back to backwards to Comic Con right now. Um,
2: I love the ta- The fact that. Uh, Tyka's back for Thor. And that Natalie Portman has joined. Yeah, Yeah, but where
3: the heck was she for the last Avengers movie? She's the only person that didn't come back. They had to use stock footage. It wasn't even Thor stock footage. I think it was like from episode two of Star Wars. (laughs) You could tell because uh, you know you could see it in her dead eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't think anyone saw Natalie Portman walking out
0: on that stage. No, that was a huge surprise. Yeah, yeah, it was a big, big surprise. Uh, and according to everything I've ever heard, is she was she was disappointed. And where her character had been going in the Thor movies, uh, because she was just a glorified girlfriend for Thor, <laughs> uh, she she really didn't feel like there was much for her character to do. Which you know, honestly, if you go Can back and show, watch this? those first two Thor movies, it's not an unfair criticism of what she was given to do. Yeah, she's um, a bit of a Mary Sue. Yeah, very much so. Um, but apparently, it took one sit down dinner between her and taika that lasted like two hours and she walked out and signed a contract to come back holy oh. crap uh so and i guess she's going to be the female thor of the mcu so mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that all turns out
3: yeah i'm looking forward to it i hope they bring back cat denny oh i love her
0: uh, i did see somewhere recently that cat's coming back yeah
3: Oh, thank God!
0: <laughs> she makes life worth living, you know. <laughs> well, um, how cool is the What If series going to be, huh? Yeah, that was the next thing I want to talk about. Like the What If stuff is pretty cool, um, animated. Yes, and uh, but and, voiced by all the all the main actors. Yes, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I think I'm the most excited about. All these Disney Plus series that they're putting together is that they're bringing all the big guns from the movies like they're they're coming back to play their parts they're not you know look when they did ferris bueller for television right it was not <laughs> ferris yeah. bueller right? yeah <laughs>
3: some, some weird <laughs> actor
0: somebody some no, somebody we've all forgotten long since um <laughs> but that's not the case with these with these marvel shows they're going to be and even the Lucasfilm shows—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, uh, they're bringing back Cassian Andor from from the Rogue One oh, film. Mm-hmm. Um, like- Ewan McGregor is coming yeah. back to play Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> all, yes, all is right with the universe. So excited! <laughs> I mean, I, so wait. Um, that announcement came at D twenty three, of course. Um. The D23 stuff, too, they announced more Marvel shows. Um, we got to see our, our first like really good looks at The Mandalorian, which looks amazing. Oh. Um, so looking forward to that show. Jordan, how much, how much of that show are you aware of? Like,
3: I, I've been studying up a lot on The Mandalorian, and I love that they brought in Carl Weathers. You know what I mean? Although I was telling a friend of mine, how funny would it be if in the first episode, Carl Weathers got his arm ripped off, and they had to put in a prosthetic robot arm. <laughs> oh, am I the only one that's a predator here? That's fine. That, that, that's okay. That's just fine. It's
0: a real deep dive there, Jordan. <laughs> i go deeper. I've
3: been making jokes about him as it pertains to Arrested Development. He buys all his starships at police auctions. I know, but I'm excited. It looks fantastic, right? And they got... and how cool does that female? I don't know if she's a protagonist or an antagonist. But she looks like she can hold her own. She looks tough, that woman.
2: Gina Serrano?
1: Yeah, oh. I, I guess. I don't know what her name is.
0: Yeah, she's a MMA, MMA fighter. Yeah. Is she? Tough,
1: oh, yeah, yeah Mike's very excited.
2: Tough broad. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went on to Deadpool. Oh, she did? Yeah. Yeah, she was the, uh, I forget the character's name in Deadpool. Was well, it going to be great?
0: <laughs> what character was she in Deadpool?
2: The big one. She was like, she was, yes. She, um, uh, the first Deadpool? Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, at any rate, that's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> neither here nor there. She looks awesome in the Mandalorian trailers. Everything about that show looks tonally spot on. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm excited because John Fevreau and Dave Filoni are both. Uh, sharing the duties of bringing that show to life. Sweet. More than anything, I'm just happy that Dave Filoni is involved because that man has been the heart of Star Wars for the last like 15 years.
1: You ain't isn't Taika in that too?
0: Taika is yes. the voice of the, the robot. Yeah, the assassin droid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, he he's directing at least one episode. Yeah. Hulu? Bryce Dallas Howard is directing an episode, too. Yeah. Who's Taika? The guy who directed Thor Ragnarok.
2: Oh! Well, this is going to be good! This an all-star <laughs> <laughs> All <right. laughs>
0: Jordan, is so loud. Sorry, I'm just really enthusiastic about Star Wars. <laughs> <that
3: you know. laughs> real, um, real quick, though, in that scene where we finally... Look, here's the thing. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Or enthusiast, if you will. And so, years ago, I read a story where IG-88 took on this whole mercenary troop, right? And I'm like, IG-88? that's How? How? He doesn't look menacing. But then they finally showed that IG droid fighting, and I'm like, this is everything I could have ever dreamed of.
0: Right? (laughs) It's a brief shot of him fighting in that trailer, but you're like, holy crap! (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. That is a
2: great trailer. One, it just, again, you just shows that even for a TV series, they're putting the budget in for a feature film like it, it looks stunning but like it is old west style like you know you've got um duels going off i love the when he shoots the guy and he shoot, closes the door on him mm-hmm. the blast door
0: <laughs> yeah i believe what i read was it's a hundred million dollar budget for the season oh. um and it, i think it's a 10 episode season
2: uh, basically a um, million per or ten million.
0: Yeah, yeah basically ten million dollars an episode, which actually, is surprisingly, not that much. Not that much, yeah. Um, but wow, you know, I mean, John Favreau
3: will do it justice though, because that guy does very—he does a lot with very little budgets.
0: Yeah, well, and that's why Iron Man was such a success. You know it, baby. He set a tone for for Marvel. And I think he's going to be setting the tone here for uh, for Lucasfilm going forward.
2: Yep. Um, well, he he voiced and helped out a lot with um, the Clone Wars. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he, that. Uh, uh I can't. The the um, and Re- sorry with Rebels too. Um, Rebels. He was the guy, the Mandalorian with the black saber. Oh, oh yeah. Previsla.
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wow, you really know your stuff, Mike. You and me, buddy.
0: I try. <laughs> well, I mean, Favreau is a great filmmaker, but Filoni is the guy who's been driving all of the the kind of extended Star Wars stories: Clone Completely. Wars, Rebels, uh, Star Wars Resistance, uh, which just won an Emmy, uh, I believe. Um, but uh, Filoni knows Star Wars in and out. Yep, right? he he lives it, breathes it, eats it. <laughs> you know, like that has been his entire existence uh, for the last fifteen years or so. So I'm super excited that he's so involved, and actually, this is the first live action thing he's ever directed, um, and 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 produced and worked on. So I, I hope that he starts transitioning into controlling and guiding more of the of the Lucasfilm Star Wars franchise in kind of the same way that feige has been handling Marvel you know you need somebody who has that passion for the material to kind of guide things through you know Kathleen Kennedy can run Lucasfilm but there should be somebody overseeing Star Wars and feloni has been doing that for years on the animated side um, I think he's the man to kind of handle that going forward for all of it Agreed 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Um what else was announced for Disney Plus that uh we got well, super excited? speaking
2: about? of which, so you got the entire seasons of Clone Wars plus the new
0: 7th season that they were in. Right, the 7th yes. season. Yeah, the, What a time to be
1: alive, baby.
0: Finally finishing out the Clone Wars story. Yep.
3: <laughs> oh, thank God.
1: Yeah, there would uh and Andor. <laughs>
0: Right. So that's going to be pre-Rogue 1 mm-hmm. following Cassian around. I think that's a fascinating choice because his character was so interesting in Rogue 1 because of that kind of duality of his nature. He's fighting the good fight, but he's not a he's doing bad things for good purposes, you know. Um, I think that'll be a, fa- a really fascinating story to follow.
3: Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be good. Kind of like what they did with uh... Temple of Doom, right? It's a prequel to uh, the first Indiana Jones movie, so in this one he's kind of a piece of crap and he turns into a decent guy, you know? And I think that's kind of what they're going to do with the Andor.
0: Right. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, and and uh, what's his name? Um, the actor. Um, Diego. Uh, Diego Luna. Yeah, uh, I think he's fantastic. And yeah. I'm super excited to see him get to kind of lead his own Star Wars story. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun.
3: You know, not to sound too cheesy, but it's nice to see some representation in the Star Wars universe because Diego Luna's my age, right? And so i followed his career since I was 12. Um, and I've kind of seen him come from like cheesy, um, you know, telenovelas.
1: Telenovela, yeah.
3: Yeah, to like now full on Star Wars. And like, I'm very proud that an actual Mexican is doing it. I mean, they've had Latinos before, but Jimmy Smith's don't count, you know?
0: Well, it's, it's funny. I actually ran across a video today of Carl Sagan on the tonight show with uh, Johnny Carson all the way back in the late seventies. And they were talking about star Wars and, uh, Johnny Carson was asking Carl Sagan, you know, like, what are your thoughts on, on star Wars? You know, Carl Sagan's critique was, um, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, in this galaxy far, far away, it's all run by uh, by white males. And, you know, uh, a real anti-Wookiee sentiment. You know, the Wookiee didn't get <laughs> a medal at the end. <laughs> that was a good point. I was like, wow, look at Carl Sagan go.
3: <laughs> Although, if we're being fair, you know, according to Palpatine's original doctrine, uh, if he ain't white, he ain't white. I, yeah, that's just
0: the way the Empire runs. <laughs> right. Well, Johnny Carson says to him, you know, uh, well, you know, they had that cantina scene. There were all those characters, you know, lots of different races and stuff. And Carl Sagan goes, yeah, but none of them were in charge. <laughs> well, a good point. <laughs> because they all looked like us, the people who are in charge, which is not, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, oh, you go, Carl Sagan. <laughs> so. <laughs> So when you hear, uh, you know, um, oh, what's his name? Carl Sagan's heir apparent. Uh, uh, Neil
3: deGrasse Tyson?
0: Yeah, when you hear, hear Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, getting on the case of, uh, of films today, he's just carry on. Uh, Carl Sagan's man. <laughs> <laughs> well, within his will. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be great to see that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, so real quick, they announced the director for Obi Wan. Deborah Chow. They yeah, she's named
0: a woman. She's coming over from The Mandalorian. Yep. So nice. she she worked on The Mandalorian. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said she did a great job there, and they they wanted a director who could handle the spectacle but also handle the quiet moments. Uh, and they were really impressed with what she did on The Mandalorian. And they, they announced her uh, coming on as the director of Obi-Wan today. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. a woman, no
3: thank you. I can't possibly relate. <laughs> I'm just getting good for her.
1: That was like seven hours ago when they announced that. Oh, yeah. wow.
0: Yep. Yeah. A big day for news out of Disney. Because the day started with Disney news. I opened up my iPad in my bed this morning and went, holy shit, Spider-Man's back in the MCU. Uh, Tom Holland's Instagram post was by far the the best 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 thing thing ever. ever. Absolutely. that, that, That kid knows how to use social media. Did you see the post, Jordan? No, what did he say? He posted a video from the Wolf of Wall Street where Leo's standing in front of all the guys in the office and he goes, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. And they're all cheering him. (laughs) I love that kid. Show must go on. (laughs) Yeah. Show must go on. I was like, it was perfect. (laughs) Uh, But what a, what a piece of drama that was. So we had all the fun at comic con with all these announcements of everything going on with Marvel, but there was no Spider-Man news there. And everybody kind of thought that was a little weird. Um, especially since Far From Home was in theaters and doing well. Fast forward, what, it was just a couple weeks later. and It was like drops. the
2: day before D23.
0: Yeah, when the they, drops that it, uh, Spidey's leaving the MCU because Sony yeah. and Disney couldn't come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting and, because that yeah. news came out, like, unofficially. Like, neither company had put out a press release the news just like hit the wire that morning that that they had walked away from the table and neither company had actually said anything yeah and then everybody was at d twenty three including Tom Holland because he was there promoting uh, another film that he was in yeah. and, and yeah. they were all just kind of in this awkward position where they had to talk about this thing that neither company had put a press release out about and it was weird. I mean, was it just me or did anybody else find the whole situation odd?
1: Well, at weird. some point, at some point they said something. Cause by the time Tom Holland got to stage a D 23, something was finally said because he hadn't said anything either for like the three or four days. Like he pretty much kind of disappeared a little bit from social media, which is different for him. Um, he had posted a couple small things here or there, but he was totally not touching it either. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I told Mikey, I was like, I'm all, you know, he was, he was waiting for his people to tell him what he's allowed to say.
3: (laughs) When he finally made that statement though, it was pretty classy. Wasn't it? He was like, I continue. I just like to be Spider-Man, which really, honestly, what else is he going to say? Please don't make me one of a long line of failed Spider-Men. Poor bastard.
0: Um. Yeah. Well. But
1: but let's talk about how crazy people got.
0: Yeah, I mean that
1: was crazy
0: vocal. What everybody was like. I mean, the internet was a buzz about it for weeks, 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 and then and then this morning, this news dropped, and I I was like, oh, is this real? Yeah, it's really real. And I opened up Facebook, and my timeline was just nothing but Spider Man images. Nice, (laughs) it must be real. (laughs) Facebook says so.
3: And 70% of the people on my timeline were sharing it. That's how I know I have a good community on my back.
0: (laughs) That's that's how you know you got good friends there. All right. But, uh, you know, I was very happy to see that news this morning. Uh, The deal apparently is for one more solo Spider-Man film and one appearance in another MCU movie. Which is good because the cliffhanger that left
2: after Far From Home was like, oh my God, we need to keep going, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I read an interesting piece on one of the fan sites or whatever today where they were like maybe and they were they were kind of grabbing onto what feige had to say about getting spider-man back for these couple of movies feige says in his quote and and remember kevin feige is very careful about how he speaks he doesn't he doesn't divulge stuff but he does drop hints of stuff all the time um he said, Spider-Man is the only superhero with the power to cross cinematic multiverses.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah! yep. um,
0: we know what that yeah. means. And he says uh, he said something along the lines of anything's possible. We'll we'll see how things go in the future. So the, the, the guy who was Critiquing this quote is like: Could Marvel be setting up a Secret Wars (gasps) storyline that'll open up Spider-Man into the Venom Spideyverse at large, but continue to tie him into the MCU for a long period going forward, which then opens up everything together? Oh Uh. yes!
2: Sorry, I'm really excited
0: (laughs) now. When this news broke about them parting ways. Back earlier in the summer supposedly Disney had been asking for 50% of the revenues from having Spider-Man in the films instead of 5 which is what Sony gave them for him to be in these 5 movies was 5% Um, and supposedly they were offering to expand the MCU into the Spider-Verse
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Something happened Thursday night. The agreement got signed. What I read this morning from Variety was that they think it's a 25% deal for Disney, which is one quarter of all box office. But nobody said anything about that other stipulation that the Spider-Verse at large could become part of the MCU as well. But this quote from Feige is hinting at possibilities.
1: But you can't say it. They can't they say it because it, it gives away stuff.
0: They don't want to. Yeah, they never want to give too much you of never their hand give away. away. Yep. But it is a really interesting quote. I'm very curious to see what happens. Because as much as I was kind of me about Venom, they are working on Venom 2. And I do like Tom Hardy. It just I'm not big on the Venom character just in general. But there are so many... Spider-Man characters that I would love to see integrated in well, some way to this greater cinematic universe. And the other solo
2: uh, villain movie is um, Morbius.
1: Yeah,
3: which which will nicely tie into uh, Blade, right?
2: Or it can. there. You go. They do have a crossover in the in the comics, How and they are talking
0: about Blade being in Phase Five. So. Yep interesting that the phases are only two years long now <laughs> yeah what's the story there well look how much they're dropping in two years it's insane
3: yeah it's pretty great
2: it's the same amount of tv shows and everything that they're doing is basically what they did over like four years wow
0: it's more really because if you factor in that every tv show is eight to ten episodes even if it's six that's still three True. worth of content right <laughs> you
3: know, it sounds to me like Disney Plus has put a lot of their eggs into the Disney Disney Plus basket, which is probably good, right? Because from what I hear, attendance has been kind of low at their parks. Uh,
0: attendance hasn't. The whole attendance thing is interesting. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so this is a Disney related topic. Galaxy's Edge opened this summer at Disneyland. It opened a couple weeks back in Disney World in the middle of a fucking hurricane. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Um, And also right at the end of summer when attendance at that park drops anyway. Uh, But we've all been to Galaxy's Edge. It's awesome. It's not done. They're still working on getting one of the rides finished. Um. But it's still an, it's an awesome experience for anybody who loves Star Wars. But there's an, there was an interesting thing. The, the attendance at the park overall ha- dropped this summer. Overall. So to say that Galaxy's Edge doesn't have the crowds that you expected and blaming everything on Galaxy's Edge is maybe disingenuous when the entire park is experiencing a drop in attendance. So is that Galaxy's Edge fault or is that Disneyland's fault for raising the price so much I think before it's Galaxy's point. Edge opened?
3: And I think it's, I think it's blackout that. dates, too.
0: They blacked out a lot of... Uh, they pass always holders. black out a lot of annual pass, pass holders out. during the summer. That's a normal procedure. Oh, but they did expand too. it yeah. for a period of time because they were anticipating large crowds. But I think between raising the rates and and look, they've raised they've raised the ticket price to Disneyland something like five times in the last three years. Yeah, it is super expensive to go to Disneyland. If you're a family of four, it's going to cost you like five hundred dollars just to go in for a day. Jeez, um, that's just to get in to one park. To one, to one of the park. That's not even a park hopper. That's just to get into Disneyland Park itself. Uh, it doesn't... you got to pay for food. <laughs> you know, you want some parking souvenirs. Is, I mean, if you're a family... Yeah, if you're a family of four, you can expect to spend a grand just going to the park for a day. Oh my god! Right? Um, so when you start looking at the kind of broader picture of Disney parks, um... The crowds at galaxy's edge honestly that i don't think that's really the true story of it the true story here is that disneyland parks attendance is down across the board
1: i think the i think some of that too has a lot to do with it's not fully completed galaxy's edge and if you are a family who is only going to go the one time in the 10 years. one time in 10 years or the whatever.
0: You're probably going to wait till next year.
1: <laughs> but I would, at that point in time, I would wait for Marvel Land at DCA to be done.
0: Which and, will be next year.
1: Which will be next year. And then the other ride for Galaxy's Edge to be done as well. I would totally wait. I I more see next year's attendance
0: going crazy now here's something else i read and i think it was the orange county register uh put this article out but they were talking about the crowds at disneyland and specifically galaxy's edge and people wondering where the crowds are um disneyland park has a limited number of people they're allowed to have in on a daily basis yep and that's based on fire codes and the ability to move people out of the park um there aren't significant increases in exits because galaxy's edge got put in than there were before. Yeah. Um so the what the orange county register was saying is they don't think that the actual attendance numbers at the park can go up much higher than they already were. But you now have
1: more space.
0: Yeah, something something like 100 acres of extra land. Jeez twenty twenty five
2: percent more space
0: wow yeah it's a huge part yeah it galaxy's edge is a huge venue and the lo- they they were making assumptions on lines but if the line for smugglers run is an hour long you figure there's uh i think they said something like five thousand people in line figure another five thousand people wandering around galaxy's edge doing the the phone games and shopping and eating and in the cantina and whatever, that's 10,000 people that have been removed from the rest of the park. Have you guys noticed that the rest of the park, the lines aren't more than an hour long now? Yep. E- even in the middle of summer, <laughs> right? So as much as anything to galaxy's edge has made the park feel less crowded overall, huh. the the actual attendance numbers, what I've been hearing is they're only about 2.5% or, or maybe as much as 5% down from last summer, right? So the numbers aren't aren't enormously different from last year. They are down, but they're not down. It's not like there's 50% less people in the park, but it feels that way. <laughs> it certainly does, yeah. it's It's really strange. And one of the other things too is like with the rest of the lands in the park, you don't go to new orleans square necessarily and hang out there for two hours like you run there you find a line you get in line and you ride a ride and then you leave that and you're like oh haunted mansion i'm gonna go there i'm gonna ride that and then you run off and go go to space mountain and then you get out and you look for what line is short and you move there so the rest of the park experiences a lot of like erratic movement of people but when you go to galaxy's edge partially because it's kind of removed from the rest of the park You go to Galaxy's Edge, you go there to experience it for a period of time. So people go there and they stay there for two hours, three Three, hours. Three to
1: four hours, yeah.
0: You know, instead of wandering around and and occupying space in the rest of the park. So it's been an interesting thing. It's It's a small number in reality in terms of attendance figures being down. But because of that expanse of Galaxy's Edge, the rest of the park would naturally feel less crowded anyway. Right. Even if the numbers had stayed at the level that they could have from from the year before, um, say the ticket prices hadn't gone up as much as they had and people came in the same numbers that they had the year before, I don't go in the summertime usually because the place feels claustrophobic. I went twice this summer. It never felt claustrophobic. But if you were in the parking garage, you could tell there's still a huge number of people in the park. But I th- I really think having all that extra land and place where people disappear for several hours, it's really helped with crowd crowd control all over the place. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, it's been pretty yeah. nice, man. I got a dull whip within minutes. All the lines were just <laughs> short, you know. I could just do whatever I wanted. It was great.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you can figure uh, if you figure Disneyland Park can hold eighty to ninety thousand people. And you take 10 of those and shove them over to Galaxy's Edge every hour of the day. That's a significant drop in overall crowd throughout the rest of the park.
3: I think you're right. And going back to what Teresa said about, you know, it makes more sense that families would wait until next year until, you know, Galaxy's Edge was more fleshed out. I got to tell you this, though. I went this summer and it was nice how many people there weren't. It was really, it was great. I didn't have to deal with a lot of swarming, you know. I get to see things comfortably. Mm-hmm. It was great.
0: Well, and that really is the thing, right? You don't want that park overcrowded. It would be hard to enjoy being at Galaxy's Edge if it was as crowded as Disneyland can be in the summer times in the past.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and that was, their, that was their idea with the whole
0: reservation system and all that. Like they wanted to keep it a lower number in that area. Yeah, That first month was all reservation because they didn't want it to be overrun by people. And, you know, quite frankly, I think I think that had an effect, too, on attendance through the summer because everybody was like, holy crap, they're doing this like crazy reservation thing for Galaxy's Edge that first month. It's going to be insane. And I think I think that that really tempered a lot of people's desire to try and go in the first three months of it being open.
1: You well, I know? knew a lot of people that are like, I'll go in the fall. I'll yeah, go. Yeah, I've later.
0: heard that from a ton of people. I'll go later. And I keep telling them, no, go ahead and go now. It's easy.
3: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah man I, but let me tell you something though Disney is one of the smartest companies out there and it's certainly learning from its mistakes because I remember when they first opened Toontown holy crap I mean, we couldn't move around we were pushing my brother in a stroller you know and, you know I wasn't very pleasant to deal with my father I let me just say I understand now why he was angry all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> Toontown was miserable when it first opened that's true oh, yeah. that yeah. is very true there were really only two rides in there, uh the go go coaster, yeah, and uh Get Roger it. Rabbit's uh sit and spin, oh. which broke down constantly in the early days, um, which then meant you only had the go go coaster, and then you could stand in line to go see Mickey Mouse. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, know, it was, it was a weird
0: it was a weird Piece of property to open, you know I think galaxy's edge is far a far better uh designed far better thought out um and and I think its opening was handled a lot better short of this increase in ticket prices. I really think the biggest problem with Disneyland right now is it's just so incredibly expensive, yeah yep um Those animals
1: and they want good riddance it keeps everybody away.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Disney World (laughs) has been super expensive forever too. Um, you know, but Disney World and Disneyland have slightly different business models. Yeah, you can get booze at Disney World. (laughs) Well, you you can at dis Disneyland too. But, but. Primarily in classically Disneyland's attendance has been more Southern California. Yeah. Uh, visitors, locals who go and visit the park as opposed to Disney world, which is like the vacation destination for people. Yep, exactly. People in Orlando do not go to Disney world. <laughs> and if you ever hear of one who does, it's like, Whoa, what you, you went to Disney world. <laughs> you know, it's like a huge surprise. Um,
2: but that's why the rides there—they typically don't change. Like here, for um, Nightmare Before Christmas and Haunted Mansion, you have your 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 fans that love the switchover during it. But if you are a tourist coming to Disney World for your very first time, you want that original experience. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, so they that's do why things, things at Disneyland me. differently. Yeah, because the the you know ten years ago gosh, was it 10 years ago, 12 years ago when they started doing the haunted mansion holiday? Uh, Um, They were doing that because the majority of people who came to the park, especially in the wintertime, were locals. You know, because people don't vacation to California uh, in the winter. You know, it's a summer destination. Um, So, you know, they did the haunted mansion holiday to try and increase uh, locals coming into the park to Mm-hmm. visit rides that they felt like they've seen a million times already in a new way
1: yeah well and that's what that's sparked them doing uh like with space mountain you had ghost galaxy you know and ghost
0: galaxy and the, and the one hyperspace. summer they had the one summer they had all the uh red hot chili peppers music
1: yeah, yeah. you had a yeah oh that's yeah. amazing
0: it was yeah. it was so cool yeah, the Chili was, Peppers came in and like redid their songs and timed them out to the ride. It was so it was. They so
1: did amazing. that to the. It's in Credit Coaster now, but it was a uh, uh, yeah. So they did it on Screamin'. California
0: Screaming and they did it on Space Mountain both.
3: Yeah, it was oh my so god, cool. that sounds amazing. different.
0: Different song for each ride. Uh, each one about totally California. Cool. Yeah,
3: that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, but Disneyland is always, you're right, it's always in flux. I mean, you know, 10 years ago you could see a pirate uh, sexually harass one of the wenches. You don't see that no more, and I'm with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now they just chase food around.
3: Yeah, well, as it should be. (laughs) I mean, I'm just getting my tastes are changing, you know?
0: So Disney Plus, super exciting. Uh, Can 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 we talk about the Jeff Goldblum?
2: I, so that's that's where I was going to get to. Like, I'm super excited <laughs> about all the little original docu series that they're doing.
0: Right. One yeah. day Disney at has Disney. done documentary series forever. It was one of the things that Walt loved. They did. Yep. They did some of the best nature documentaries around in the like 50s and 60s and 70s.
2: Well, yeah. Now they actually have National Geographic with it, so that's really yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, so you have uh, One Day at Disney which follows all the different like jobs at the Disney parks, which wow. is going to be really cool. Encore with Kristen Bell, so that gets um, a reu- reuniting um, high Musical school cast um, members. Yep, And putting them in their places as an adult once they forgot all stuff. But then the other big one is The World According to Jeff Goldblum.
3: <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing!
2: <laughs> so good.
1: Basically, yeah, it's just follow Jeff Goldblum around. That'll be <laughs> fun. I'm so excited. Well, what more do you
3: want? That's That sounds incredible, man. Life finds a way.
0: <laughs> oh, that this is not Disney-related news, right. but did you all see that news about Jurassic yep. World 3? Yes! Yep. Yes, yes. All three of them are back? That's going to be awesome.
1: Yes. <laughs> also,
3: I heard they were uh, digging up David Attenborough's corpse, you know, just in case uh, this doesn't work. for <laughs> Let's be honest. This getting the original cast back is what they need after the last uh, I mean, you know, turd is a strong word but not strong enough
0: yeah, well we'll, we'll have a whole other episode that'll focus on Jurassic, the Jurassic Park franchise well, count Actually, me in, that's, baby, a, great, that's a great idea we'll, we'll do that episode next um, but uh, <clears throat> we have one more major Star Wars thing coming this year with the rise of Skywalker. (laughs) 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 Um, I personally love everything I've seen that's been coming out about it. Um, trying not to get too wrapped up in rumors and speculation about what it's going to do and how it's going to play out. But, uh, I, I've loved the clips I've seen. I love the trailers that they've put out so far. I believe we should be getting a new trailer, like the final theatrical trailer in a couple weeks. All right.
1: Um, I have barely watched anything, <laughs> but that is, but I mean, ask David, that's, that's how I do it though. Like <laughs> I don't. Teresa's trying to first... go into
0: star Wars spoiler free.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's tough to do pal.
1: It is. It's a tough one. I but I've been. I've pretty much. I've always been able to pull it off. I'll watch like maybe one or two of the trailers, and that's about it. Like but, that's about the extent of what I'll do.
3: But you have seen the latest trailer.
1: Uh no.
3: Oh, uh, so we can't talk about a certain character that looks insanely creepy now.
1: You can, but I can go off. I can go off the listening.
3: Ah, we don't want to ruin it for you, but. Uh...
0: I think everybody here knows what I'm talking about. You're talking about red eyes?
3: You're damn right. And let me tell you something. She looks even spookier in that trailer than Darth Maul looked throughout the entire episode one. And that dude looks like the devil himself.
1: (laughs) Are we talking about Noxema, girl? (laughs) What?
3: We're talking about Ray. Evil Ray. Oh, how creepy. No, I know. He is (laughs) horrifying. I'm so creeped out.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that'll be a vision. But yeah, me too. I hope so. <laughs> um.
1: Oh, that one. No, I did watch that trailer
0: with, with the switchblade. Switch
2: Blade.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, the switchblade.
0: Did you yeah.
1: see the? Yeah, did you we see stopped, and re- GIF? stopped and rewound it on the switchblade? I was like, wait, hold on a
0: second. <laughs> Do you see the animated GIF where where the person like turned it into a, a multi-tool? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, it The it's Swiss like army knife, Swiss army it's like a Swiss knife it's hilarious (laughs) it is a
3: weird lightsaber right looks like she's ready to fight either the Jets or the Sharks
0: (laughs) well I think it's going to be interesting just to see how J.J. Abrams wraps this up Um, he has gone on record as saying that nothing that Ryan Johnson did diverted him from the original intent of what they wanted to do for three this third film um, so it'll be be interesting to see where they go.
3: Yeah, but he's
0: getting his own trilogy. Sorry, what's that? Is Ryan still getting his own trilogy? Supposedly, he's still working on developing a new trilogy. Um, and you know, I honestly, I if you take Star Wars and put Ryan Johnson into other aspects of it, where he's not dealing with Luke. Yeah, like Old Republic. Give him an Old Republic story. No, no, no. Give that to the Game of Thrones guys.
3: Oh, you're right. You're right. They Uh, would be better suited. You're right.
0: And and they're supposedly working on a trilogy as well. But there's no no word uh, on when. And that's the other news from today. Kevin Feige is being brought on to produce a Star Wars movie. No word yet on what one exactly that is. But uh, that's super exciting too because that man loves Star Wars as well. Oh, yeah, um, he does. So, did you see Brie Larson's tweet after that news came out today? No. What did she, she say? Because, you know, she's been campaigning like all summer long that she wants to be a Jedi, right? She went to Galaxy's Edge when it opened and took all these photos of herself in costumes. <laughs> <laughs> she, t- she tweeted out today. Did someone say Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, story, Brie and nothing. <laughs> And Chris Evans supposedly tweeted out something as well. So, so you know, everybody's going, "Hmm, will we see Captain America and Captain Marvel <laughs> appear in a Star Wars movie together?" <laughs> I'd be all for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd be fine with that. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, uh, whatever it is, uh, Feige's doing, uh, it'll be really interesting to see what it is they're tapping him to do. Um. Because you know I like him. I like him as a producer. I think he's got a, a great eye for good stories to tell, and, uh, and nurturing talent. like he seems to do a good job nurturing talent. So really excited for that.
3: Yeah, this is going to be great, man.
0: <laughs> um, is there anything else from all the Disney News this year that uh, we've missed? I think we've touched on all. Well,
1: the- I mean, Disney Plus just alone is going to be massive. I mean, that's just—I mean,
0: yeah, it's what six ninety nine a month? Yeah, like, or you can bundle it with Hulu and ESPN, but you know, and dollars twelve ninety nine a month.
1: Yes,
3: but that's more for families. Let's be honest: people who like Disney don't particularly like ESPN. Oh, am mm-hmm. I speaking for myself? I'm an arts guy. I don't give a crap about sports. I'm sorry, manly man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so something, something for dad to watch while the kids are all
3: oh god what category do i fall into <laughs> <laughs>
0: um did anybody watch agents of shield this summer
1: no not yet not yet not yet
0: you haven't watched it yet okay we won't talk about that then
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will we, say it was, was kind of awesome. we saw the very first episode at wondercon yeah
0: from this from this season but yeah, yeah. It, it was an awesome season and uh they got one more of that. They got right? one more season to come back, and then yeah. that that's done. There had been word that they were working on a new um, ghostwriter that was going to be on Hulu. Right. Um, with the ghostwriter that they had from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, but news came out today that that has fallen apart. So it's Nicolas Cage again, baby. <laughs> But uh, what that means is when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ends, the only Marvel TV left really is what's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Right? Um, I think there's still some X-Men shows on the Hulu channel. or On, on Hulu. Who
2: but, could say? Uh, but I, I am excited. I think for, a lot of the uh, X-Men stuff
0: will start wrapping up in
2: the next year or so. Right. I'm excited for the 90s uh, cartoon X-Men to come back. Right. It is? <laughs> The, so on on <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus, the entire like nineties cartoons are all gonna be on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So did they made yep Spider-Man yeah. X Spider-Man's
0: the X-Men's Disney afternoon of the Simpsons. Oh my
2: god, this might be the best.
3: Okay, then it's absolutely I'll even get the ESBN bundle. I don't care. Give it to me. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Besides, obviously, the entire catalog of their all their movies and Pixar's movies. It's, You're gonna
1: get. It's Duck Tales,
0: Darkwing Duck, Tales, Ben. Yeah, that whole Disney Afternoon stuff from the '90s. Yep. yep. Uh, My childhood, which I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> it's <be> great man. <laughs> um, you can order Disney Plus right now if you go to disneyplus.com. Um, it's six ninety nine a month, or you can prepay sixty nine ninety nine for the year.
1: Uh you can buy the the 3 year thing so it turns into like $4 a month. I
0: I haven't seen the 3 year thing on there.
1: We just uh, had we just had a friend do it. But you have to be a Disney You have to be a D23 uh, member. Or Disney, Re- Disney, Disney Movie
0: Rewards. Yeah. Yeah, but but normal people <laughs> um 699 or $70 for the month. I mean really
2: so I haven't had doing.
0: a I haven't had a cable bill back when i had cable and satellite that was less than 120 a month in years so 70 bucks for a whole year pretty good deal considering all the stuff that's going to be on disney plus the only thing you have to do is start thinking about like okay it's if, you're gonna cheaper pair, than if you're gonna pair if you're gonna
2: pair it with anything else though that's where it starts to get like a little bit more expensive right
0: um, yeah, but I mean, I cu- I cut the cord. We don't have cable here anymore. Oh, I haven't had cable since two thousand four, five. Yeah, but so I mean, um, I'm paying for YouTube TV so that I can watch some broadcast stuff while I'm traveling. That's fifty bucks. Um, Netflix is twelve ninety nine or whatever, right? That's all I'm that's, saying is like if you have like multiple subscriptions, it adds up. Uh, seven bucks for Disney Plus. That puts me at. What that puts me at seventy dollars. Uh, five bucks a month for uh, Apple TV Plus. Which so seventy five a month? It's like yeah, seventy five a month for like the major stuff. So nine nine hundred dollars a year. Uh, HBO uh, is going to be having its own streaming service, which will be yep. the Warner Brothers catalog. Oh uh, It'll also be the official home of Doctor Who streaming. Apparently. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Um, Come that on. comes out next year. Um, and then Amazon Prime 70, bu- 70 bucks a year, hundred twenty bucks a year, whatever for Amazon Prime. Hey, real quick, that, in, that includes so much other stuff.
3: Hey, as far as the Doctor Who streaming, now is it going to be every episode or just the last thirty seven thousand they've made in the last uh, decade? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I believe it'll be the whole Doctor Who catalog. I think
1: it's the whole catalog, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Should be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, streaming is the way it's going to go. Uh, oh yeah, I'm paying what, six ninety nine a month or whatever for CBS All Access as well for Star Trek. Sweet. Um,
3: totally worth it, buddy.
0: Yeah, well, Picard comes out soon. I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. So. What a time to be uh, alive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, lots of cool stuff coming from Disney. Uh, if you're a Disney fan, like it's, there's no better time to be alive, as Jordan said. Um, and honestly, I'm excited at all the streaming stuff. It seems to be just kind of changing the game. The quality of storytelling on the streaming services right now is so good. Um, it's like all the benefits of cable channels without the cable costs.
1: Yeah, see, so, like, I don't, I like the idea of the six to ten episode seasons, but what you're getting is, like, these hour, hour and a half long, super high quality, very rich content. Yep. As opposed to what it used to be, which was 22
0: episodes and just.
1: Rank out well, what you and can. These, these
0: shows are a lot less formulaic overall, yeah. you know, like they're doing interesting things that you don't see on broadcast TV. So, yeah, I'm all for it, like it's improving the quality of storytelling all the way around. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks, Thanks for to having course. me, of course. Um, yeah. we will definitely get together again soon and uh, talk some more about. Jurassic World. So I think there's a lot to talk about there. A lot. <laughs> I, still, I still have to watch a little short that just came out. Definitely watch it. It's worth checking it out. There's
1: a, short? There's a little
0: short. Yeah, there's a short called Battle at. Uh, Battle Rock? Battle Ground? Battle. Something? The Battle of Big Rock or something like that. Yeah. Um, go on, just l- look for Jurassic World short. You'll find it. Awesome. Colin Trevorrow wrote and directed it. Um, So it's the guy who's behind the whole new Jurassic world series. Um, He didn't direct the second film. uh, Thank God. But but, um, this short is cool because it totally sets up what I was hoping they would be doing after the ending of the second film um, where humans and dinosaurs are literally coexisting in the world. Sweet. Um, And this really sets up kind of sets a stage for where, uh, where, where they'll be taking Jurassic World three, and I, and I actually find it exciting. And then to hear that the original cast is coming back for the third one, I think it sets the stage for a really interesting third film. And that for me, Jurassic World two felt like it was treading water to get to this one. So, but we'll we'll talk more about that on the next episode. Until then, I'm your host of Sci Fi Sunday podcast, Dave Dawson, and I've been chatting with my buddies, what up? Mike. <laughs> Mike Peterson. And Jordan <laughs> Jacobo,
1: <laughs> what's his last name? I don't think that's his last name. No, that's that's ja- that is it. Jacobo. No, what <laughs> Teresa Dawson.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, we will catch you all again very, very soon. All right,
2: take it easy,
1: everybody. Bye.
0: Bye.